From Los Angeles, California, this is Burncast and I'm the bomb. BTT Tuesday and welcome to Burncast. In today's episode, I catch up with Nevergirl at the Burncast PodCamp the day after the man burned to talk about diversity on the playa. But before we begin, I just want to talk about Burncast.tv for a minute. If you haven't seen it yet, it's the latest iteration of Burncast as we transfer over from being an audio podcast to a vidcast. Each episode features interviews with people within the Burning Man community as we roll through the summer getting ready for a Burning Man. However, since I am unable to attend this year, what I'd really love to see on Burncast.tv is user-generated videos made by participants at this year's Burn. I want to see it all. The fabulous art, the amazing community, and of course, fire. So Burncast listeners, I need you to be my ears and eyes. And since I can't go to the playa this year, it would mean so much if you would bring it to me in the form of these videos. That said, this week on Burncast.tv, there's Daytig, whose name was inspired by an episode he heard on Burncast, DJ Diva Danielle and her boyfriend Jan, an eight-year veteran and a brand new virgin, talking about what it might be like to be in a relationship on the playa. Now you may remember DJ Diva Danielle, she's done a couple of episodes for Burncast. We also have Ranger Hooper and Adele. And finally, there's an episode on a series I'm doing called Burners in Business, featuring artists and crafters in the Burning Man community. You won't want to miss these videos or some of the fabulous videos submitted by other community members from years past. All this and more at www.burncast.tv. Okay, that's about it. Let's get on with today's show. In this episode, I run into Nevergirl to discuss a topic that is of great concern to me, ethnic diversity on the playa. It was our 10th anniversary of coming to Black Rock City for both Nevergirl and myself, so we also talk about Burning Man then and Burning Man now. And finally, Nevergirl talks to Marty, a guy from Holland, about his experiences as I quietly check out from extreme heat and some mild dehydration. Yeah, that's right. Halfway through this recording, it was just getting a little too hot on the playa, and I had to step out of the interview and let Nevergirl take over, and I think she did a great job. So here we go. All right. Here's something. Uh, when I was here 10 years ago, you're probably the only the other black girl I saw. <laughs> saw each other. Hey, look, I see you. Do the head nod. Knowledge, acknowledge. <laughs> That's what's going on. There's been, actually, this year, okay, it's it's um, Sunday, September uh, 2nd, and I'm on the corner of 3.30 in Boreal with... Hi, Never Girl, Taya Coleman. And we're talking about um, diversity, or supply, or what are we talking yeah, about? Yeah, let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, you and I both are 10-year uh, burners. This is our 10th year anniversary. And just the, wow the amazing diversity that I see out here on the playa now this year. This year? Yeah, representing, definitely. I've seen all, you know, I've 
spoken to some Latinos, you know, bringing it Havana style and yeah, yeah. Cubans down there. I mean, there's just some great music that I've heard out here just because people are bringing their culture. I met, I met some Haitians on my corner here. Actually, I'm sitting on a corner and I see people of color. I mean, the ratio is still disproportionate to what I'd you know, like Indeed. to see, but I am seeing way more people of color. And uh, what do you think that's about? How do you think uh, they're getting here? Well, you know what? It's uh, To be honest with you, it's going to have something to do with people like us who go out and tell our family and friends that hey I've gone to Burning Man next number of years and I've come back alive and no one's hurt me and you know and I've usually tried to tell them about the transformative you know event and experience that it is and it gets around you know your friends who have a leaning towards that or family members you know who around you know in a traditional like urban setting who would not normally get out to the desert or any place to go camping to experience in a Burning Man like event have a great opportunity now to get out there because uh, they hear it's okay, it's safe, and you know, if thousands of people are going, it must be all right. And I think a lot has to do too with the um, amount of, um, I don't want to say necessarily publicity, but information that's been put out there in the past year about Burning Man, just from conventional television shows. You know, you think so from the media? Yeah, I do. I do. I think the media has had uh, definitely an impact on the amount of minorities who've decided to maybe check out this event. How so? How does that work? Um, I what I feel is probably the most prominent thing about it is if you're sitting down and you're watching an episode of The Simpsons and you hear Burning Man mentioned, or you're watching Malcolm in the Middle and they, you know, you hear Burning, and and all these shows kind of tap into different groups of people, and you're like, well, gosh, if they're talking about it, it must be somewhat mainstream. I doubt they talk about something that'd be radically dangerous, (laughs) and um, I think that just it seeps down to people who would not conventionally be online you know, to go and hunt down the Burning Man event. Um, and there's one, I know it has a lot to do with the artists as well. Like, come on. I mean, I've heard a great deal more hip-hop music out here. Hell, yeah. I've seen a lot more graffiti. Cyphertown. <laughs> She's like, hi. And I've seen a lot more graffiti, a lot more yes. representation yes. of that really, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of a lot of the greedy graffiti art and expression and, you know, b-boyism. I mean, it's lovely to see that out here because there's a place for it. You know, it should be out here. It needs to, because Burning Man's about representing fringe and people who don't feel like they're being fully expressed in the lives that they lead daily. And, you know, this place cultivates it. So I think it's just a matter of time before, you know, people in those diverse communities make their way here. And that's what we're seeing now. I mean, really, it took 10 years. I mean, yeah. I think you're the only other yeah. person I saw, like I said before. It's like, oh, look, a sister. Hey, sister. <laughs> sister, what's up? All right. <laughs> But yeah, 98 was a stellar year to have a first year, and I was really glad that was my, you know, my first year. Remind me about 98. It was a lovely year, dear. Don't you remember? I want to hear she your goes, story. She goes, I blocked a lot of it out. No, I didn't. I, you know what? I was a complete virgin. I came for four days. I had no clue. I knew some people went who were never coming back because they said, that they're not supposed to sell anything here and there's this thing called center camp but they're selling coffee and I was like and I didn't know why they were so upset so I just showed up and I had no costumes and no gifts and I think that's okay as a virgin I think that's absolutely okay just to be a guest and that's what I did and I I came back and look at me now so that was my I was like I was a three or four days I can't really remember tell me about your your, how you got to the playa in 98 and what you saw Um, I was a bookstore manager at the time 
so pretty much a librarian. Uh-huh. And um, I happened to be, I'd seen this book in a catalog, it said Burning Man. And, and I'm like, oh, what's this? I ordered it, got it into my store, took a look at it. And the images, the language, and it was a book that was put out by Wired Magazine that I don't, I think it's very difficult to get now. And, um, you know, some of it was based on the Wired Magazine article. And I'm reading this and I'm looking at these pictures. I'm like, this cannot possibly exist in the continental <laughs> United States. This must be European. And, you know, my curiosity was piqued because my background is like performance art and, and just, I don't want to say fringe art, but just exploring what creativity can offer you when you really try to step outside the boundaries of it. And this place seemed like it was making it happen just from the pictures, just the, you know, colorfully painted cars, the way people looked. And it sounded a little scary because I did read where there were people who gotten run over in their tents and things like that. So I thought, um, gee, okay, you got to figure you've got a kind of maybe a slightly open society and is it going to be a challenge to you? Mm-hmm. Why not take mm-hmm. it up? Mm-hmm. You know, it's a pretty mild-mannered kind of gal. So so you um, knew it was going to be a challenge. Yeah, I knew it was going to be a challenge on some levels, but, you know, I'm always about exploring something different when it comes to, um, I don't know, widening your perspective on life and just your whole life experience. So I, I went with a friend of mine by the name of Barbara. <laughs> remember how much you paid for your ticket? Oh, my God, it was $80, if I remember correctly. <laughs> I mean, at the time, I think it might have seemed a little pricey, but I think I was like, well, you know, I think I can handle this. But it was the funny part was preparing to come to the event, which cracked me up. I, you know, I'm going online. I'm reading everything that I need. I'm like, okay, I need a bunch of dryer sheets. And then I need like lots of lotion and masks. I mean, oh my God, it was so much overkill. And dryer so sheets much water. for what? Well, that, one of the tips I had read was <laughs> in order to keep your tent fresh smelling, you want to take dryer sheets and place them strategically inside your tent. So as the winds blow through, you have this lovely smell wafting through. And I'm like, okay, that sounds great. <laughs> You know, there's all these wacky tips out there that you're trying to make sure. But, you know, these are from seasoned playa people who are trying to break it down for you. So, you don't, you know, you can have a somewhat reasonable experience out there. So, yeah, it turned out to be so much fun. <laughs> but, the, yeah, the, the woman I came with, Barbara, she just, it was really, really intense for her. It was she, way did she come intense. back? I don't know. I, you know, she spent, spent a lot of time in the tent that year putting on Clinique. She was very, you know, I think it, it did. But it was, I, I appreciated her bravery for wanting to go with me. You know, it was like, come on, let's go check it out. And, and um, it was just, it was mind-blowing. It was art and performance and things that I had never seen on all kinds of level. I mean, there was, you know, I, we're driving down the street and there was some guy screaming, live sex, live sex. And I'm like, oh my God. You know, and avert my eyes, and you know, I mean, it was really raw, right? You there. looked away, but then you looked back. Right? <laughs> I couldn't believe what was happening. It was like, what is this? So it just blew my mind. You got to understand. Like, what did you see? <laughs> now, come on, we know natural body acts happening in the dirt with a spotlight on it. <laughs> show that they were putting on but it was slaying me but I mean it was just a beautiful beautiful artistic experience from the standpoint I love large installation art and they it was just so much of it and you could touch it and it just was just great it really just made me excited because it was like a place you knew these people came out here to play Mm-hmm. And we do not have an opportunity to do that in our lives, really, in a safe environment. To go out to play, to experiment, to try that, you know, hi, we played the what, guitar 10 years ago. Let me try to do that again. And, mm-hmm. and, and there's no judgment, mm-hmm. you know. There's no judgment. And somebody might even help you come along and learn a few new chords. Mm-hmm. Because it is about people helping to foster that creative spirit in you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I was hooked. <laughs> okay, was so... Hooked. So now we can go two ways. We can go like through the years or we can just jump to then and now. Um, 
let's do a then and now, a then and now, because I'd love to hear what your feeling is on the then and now from '98 to now. Because ten years is, we, I mean, think about it; it's quite the expanse of time. Yeah, it's to, a decade. You know, to struggle to make it happen year after year, because you know you always hear that it's a sojourn for some folks. It is a sojourn. <laughs> it is for me. Right. It's like okay, I've got to make sure this happens and this happens, and inevitably you have interesting things that occur that make that experience meaningful, memorable for that particular year. And for me, each year, is, each burn is different, you know. Um, all the people I meet help to enrich my experience greatly. I mean, it's just, I just love it. I love that um, some things are consistent, and yet some things you just don't know what to expect. And uh, it makes it fun. How has the event changed in the 10 years from 1998 to 2007? Um, in my eyes, it definitely has been an increase, of course, obviously, in, in population. Uh-huh. Um, uh, you know, uh, but I'll tell you one thing I noticed different this year. There, my first few years, I remember seeing less of a police presence. Mm-hmm. And now I saw feds less. Uh, I've been seeing feds all week. But you know what? I saw maybe one person this year. Bizarre. I knew that we're, there were people there because in the city this size, we need that. Yeah. And I don't mind having the um, um, LEO presence. I, it really makes me feel safer, especially when some of the stuff that I know can happen in a very permissive and open environment like this. You have predators. You have people who know that there are going to be folks out there who have their guard down, their focus will be on other things. And I don't mind that law enforcement is here to kind of keep an eye on that because I want to have a good time and not worry about somebody, you know, harming me or harming a friend of mine or taking advantage of them or getting ripped off in a really bad way. So, you know, but I remember my first year when I walked around on the playa, I thought to myself, this is one of the safest places I've ever been in my life. And you knew that. All you had to do was tap on a tent or uh, raise your voice and yeah. someone would be there to yeah. offer you help or assistance. Now, you just said a word that most listeners may not know. You said LEOs, and a lot of people go, I'm what's sorry. a LEO? Um, law enforcement officers. Sorry. <laughs> That's what that is. <laughs> so, um, they're, they're definitely, I didn't notice as many this year, but like I said, I'm, I'm, you know, their presence to me is needed in the city. I mean, I don't even know what the population is right now, but it's certainly more than the 15... I think almost 15,000 that we experienced in 98. I don't remember the numbers that year, but it was significantly smaller. Yeah, definitely smaller. But, you know, I mean, I think, once again, it's always the same statement you hear, that in a city, and the varying sizes that we've had from year to year, we've had less crime than a conventional city of that size out in the default real world. You know, we, um, because we do keep a little, we just are more community-oriented as far as, oh, good Lord. (laughs) Gee, you tricked me. (laughs) We're more um, oriented towards supporting each other in a unionized (laughs) environment. (laughs) Unionized? (laughs) I don't know. My language skills are failing me. It's Sunday morning. Sunday morning. I was up very late last night, but yeah. but yeah, I mean, but I, I would say definitely the changes that I've seen happen over the years have always, for the most part, been positive ones. You know, I can't say there's been something where I'm like, what the heck? I mean, I'm a regional contact uh-huh. for Burning Man because I do believe that there is, um, that, that people get so excited about this and the concept of just stretching their own personal boundaries, um, that they, when they leave here, they want a place to kind of explore that a bit more, which is why I became a regional, because I wanted to help them. Where are you coming out of? Let everybody know. Las Vegas, um, Las Vegas, Nevada is where I'm a regional contact, co-regional contact with uh, Cameron Grant down there, and uh, Tony Bondi, who is one of our original um, 
co-regional contacts. And um, we do an event called Dark Skies every year. That's our regional event. And that's, you know, our way of helping to keep that, fostering that Burning Man uh, spirit. I just want to explore for a minute. Um, how is uh, Dark Skies compared to uh, Burning Man? And I don't mean, like, compare in a negative, compare and contrast, but just, like, as a little sister or little brother of Burning Man, what is Dark Skies like? Well, we, our experience is somewhat similar as far as how it happens in the way that we also have a playa. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a dry lake bed. And we also, because we're in the same state that um, Burning Man takes place with, we sometimes deal with the same um, agencies, you know. Mm-hmm. We deal uh, a lot of the law enforcement officers. Some of them have actually been to Burning Man and understand the makeup and, and, and how people are at the event. And sometimes that can be, you know, a plus or a minus, depending on, you know, if people come with their preconceived notions. And, you know, but what we try to do at Dark Skies is we really... Um, we call it Dark Skies Singularity event. We try to promote um, the fun of being on a, a playa again. Because mm-hmm. some people, they're kind of frightened in some ways about the whole experience of coming out to the desert. Mm-hmm. And they can come out to see what it's like to be on a dry like that. And it's, it's also a good way to pre-try some Burning Man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> It's just going to survive in a desert environment and, you know, what's it gonna, how it's going to hold up. We don't have winds as severe. Do you have dust like this? No, we don't. You know, we have some moderate dust, but not dust like this. I mean, this is what makes, you know, the Black Rock Desert unique is these great winds and, you know, yeah. the crazy weather. And, yeah, it's part of the whole Burning Man experience here. But, yeah, we have, we have you know, it's, it's, it's about um, 30 minutes outside of Las Vegas. Okay. You know, and then one of the funny things is that you can be where we've held the event in years, in, you know, these past years is that you can stand on our playa and you can look at the hotel, Buffalo Bills <laughs> Casino and Hotel. And, you know, occasionally people go over there and have a breakfast buffet. And <laughs> but um, it's, it's. It, it's very similar as far as um, it's smaller. I would say it's like, of course, I mean, yeah, it's a smaller event. Um, but a lot of people say they like the playa experience on a smaller scale for them. And we also have, um, I think, a slightly older crowd. We get people coming from like Southern California, Utah. Utah's a great supporter of us. Southern California is. Um, what do you mean older demographically? What um, do you mean? Demographically, I would say it probably. Um, easily 21 up to maybe gosh easily 70 you know (laughs) so it it kind of it's right in there it's right in there which is nice i mean it's diversity yeah at its best um and uh, you know vegas can be because of the casinos it can be kind of an i don't want necessarily say impressive but creativity um often get sucked up into the casino world Mm -hmm. you know that's Mm -hmm. all people think exists there and we hope to create a platform for artists in our area to come out once a year and rock it hardcore you know put your art out here Uh, you know you got an art car deal you want to play with go ahead and give it a try you know bring it out here to dark skies and you know i mean we have a lot of fun we have a lot of fun at the event how are you good how are you howdy Curious. Can I give you a kiss on the hands? Absolutely. Oh, delightful. He's from Holland? Yes. Um, talk about um, an international um, the presence. Um, we were talking about how diversity on the... Oh, would you help me? I'm kind oh, sure. of fried. Um, yes, Mr. Girl. Um, we've got a lot of diversity out here this year, we noticed, at the playa. We, yes. Uh, you know, the bomb and I have been 10 years running burners. And uh, so you're from where? Amsterdam? I'm Amsterdam, Amsterdam, yeah. represent. Yeah. Amsterdam, yeah. <laughs> I was out here last year, first time. Oh, first time. So this is your second year? This is my second year, and I just, I just uh, after that first time, I just had to come back. 
nice. I, I think I'm gonna have to come back every year since. <laughs> I've, I've been talking to people that have been here like for five years in a row, and I said, well, did you did you skip one year? And they was like, yeah, yeah. After three years, I skipped one year. Wow. Okay. So I'll be like that. I'll be here next year, and then maybe I'll skip the fourth, and then I'll be there fifth and sixth. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, check it out one more time and then yeah. no because I was I was back home and I was like there was something really really special about this place but I couldn't really quite recall what it was sure and I had to organize and and and, and pay hard cash to get here yeah. and I was like yeah do I really want to go there and then there was stuff like it was really hot and yes. and I was hanging and why would I want to be there and sure. but in the end it was like a little voice in the back of my head and it told me to be here and last Thursday I was out in the playa on my, on my bike and all those little art cars were going around and all the lights were there and I was like, now I remember why I had to be here and yeah, I was like, I, I learned the expression the from an American the other week and it was value for money, that's what I thought, ah. it was good value. Good value. Good, oh, good value. Yeah. Definitely. Best money ever spent, I thought. You no. know. Because I know generally to come from you know any European country, well, different parts of the country here in the yeah. United States too, it's quite the experience, the pilgrimage almost. Yeah. I mean, how long do you plan for something like that? And then, I mean, logistically, you find that's part of the joy of coming to Burning Man is making it happen and actually getting yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's the pre, the pre fun. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> which is, uh, which is having fun. Mm -hmm. But I've, I've, I've never met so many people which were all so kind and civilized. Oh, civilized. That's yeah. No, yeah, but, <laughs> no, right, no, no, but they have good manners, you know? Yes, right. And, and they're kind because um, back home if there's a party which, which lasts until the next day, right. there's always a couple of people who are, uh, their, their jaws are going funny. Okay. Uh -huh. And, and, and yeah, they drink yeah. too much and they fall over and they'll, right. and they'll, and they'll, uh, grab an umbrella and it will fall over and sure. there's always like drunken people and out here there is none yeah people have they're, a they're all uh, maintained well you know part of the they're, rule they're, is the radical self-reliance yeah being able to maintain but they're all polite and they're sure. it's different different in you a good way yeah I think uh, my country is a pretty rude country really no I was always interested in going to because yeah. I've heard it's very open I, th I find it very chesela yeah it's chesela but it's open, and, and people would say it's uh, it's tolerant. Sure. But I, I sometimes I, I place my question mark because I think maybe it's indifference instead of tolerance. Interesting. You know, they just they're not they're not they're not with it, so they don't care. And you might interpret it as being very very tolerant, right. but they're not. They're just not. You're not into it. You're not right, paying attention. Care either way, and certainly here you don't have indifference. I mean, I'm you don't have indifference. No way. Everybody's caring. It's community. Yes. So that's a big Drink. difference. Big, big difference. <laughs> Thank God there's no alcohol. Over there. there is. You want some? Oh no, Lord. Nobody wants to be in And everybody out here, they're no strangers. They're just friends I haven't met yet. Oh, nice. That's how it is. Yeah, wow. I think that's how most of us. Yeah. yeah. Feel comfortable walking into any camp, and yeah. And, and after last year, I had some friends, and they all said, "Yeah, I'm definitely going to come out with you." And they all they didn't. Oh, it's their loss. <laughs> right. You yeah. know where the beer is, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. This you is actually get yeah. several. What you okay. put in is what you get out, and if they don't want to put in the effort, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it'll enhance your life. I mean, that's one of the yeah. things that a lot of people say from having done it right now. Because there's no way to to explain it. There's no way to put it down in, a, in like a short story and say this is what it's, it's about. It's difficult to articulate. What did yeah. you think about this year's burn? How did that work for you? Did you 
compared to last year? Um, well, last year I, I had to leave on a, on a Saturday, Sunday morning at like 2. Oh, wow. So that would have been last night at like 2 I had to leave because my flight was leaving. Uh, okay. On a Sunday at like 11 I had to check in in San Francisco. Wow. But uh, uh, last night with the burn, I thought it was, it was too it was too crowded and everybody was waiting. They were all waiting and they were all packed. And they were all... So before, it was, like, it was like dyna dynamics. <laughs> sure. Because it was going everywhere. And now it was like everybody was like cramped in one space. Mm -hmm. And they were all just waiting. waiting. So the dynamic part was missing for me. Okay. Do you, do you run towards the fire traditionally when it burns down? Or no, I cycled. I was with... with Two friends and they wanted to dance somewhere. I was like, well, I don't want to just be in one place. I want to see everything because right. you have all these art cars and all these people who made an effort. I just want to be. I don't want to look at one thing too long a time. I want to see everything. Yeah, there's so much going on. Especially yeah. On so I left yeah. them and I just cycled and cycled and cycled around. But I was pretty far off when the uh, I, I was cycling down here from my camp uh, when the men went up and sure. then and then when the tower went up. I was like somewhere on the pile. Oh, wow. But those flames, man. They were intense. Yes. Yeah. It was, it was large. It was big. Really. Everybody kept saying they saw different faces in the fire. Ooh. The ball went up. They saw hands coming together. They saw, somebody said they saw like what looked like angel wings. Oh, wow. Someone I can see that. Okay. a fist. I mean, it was, everybody saw something different in that but fire. But it was like on, on top, on top, on top. It was like... Uh, excess, 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 excess. Yeah. I'm sure if you filmed my eyes, they would have been going like larger, larger, <laughs> larger, larger. And later on, I, I, uh, uh, I thought, well, I should have looked back because I should have looked with the flames. Because sure. I'm sure the whole playa, it would have been like daylight. Oh, That's how large the flame was. But I was just so blown away by the flame. I was just looking into the flame. But I'm sure if you if you look back. It was in everybody. And mouth open, yeah. eyes yeah. <laughs> huge. Like a big spotlight on, yeah. the, whole, on the whole crowd. So great. Well, so it sounds like you've had a good experience. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's your name? When you, you uh, Marty. 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 Thank you, Marty. You're welcome. Thank you. And I guess, uh, so we're, we're going to see you not next year, or is that, yes? Yeah, next year. Next year, but then you're off, you'll be off after that. No, nah, well, well <laughs> I don't think I'll ever be off. <laughs> No way. No way. Nice. Thanks, Thanks Marty. Have a safe flight. Yeah. Back. Thank you. Bye, Marty. Bye-bye, girls. All right. So, bye-bye. Bye-bye. So, um, I'm going to let you lead us out of here with oh. any other, any way you want. Well, Miss Loveliness, I would like to say to you that, you know, many of us appreciate you bringing the broadcast. And I think it's really nice and very brave of you to be on the corner meeting people, making it happen. So, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for doing your part to bring it to people who may not even get out here yeah. to uh, check out the burn, but they can get a little taste of what yeah. the play is like with Burncast. Thank you. So, love you, girl. Mm -hmm. Love you, too. <laughs> the decade of Burning Man, right here. Yeah. Of Burning Man and color. Yes, thank you. Cocoa Brown Girls on the on Cocoa Brown. Hey, by the way, <laughs> what did you think of the of the Man 1.0? 1, 1. He was black. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was a Negro being. <laughs> oh, oh, it was out there. No, you know, um, I was so. What do you think about all that? What do you think about all that? She's like, I'm not talking. <laughs> well, the first time, the moment I heard it, because I wasn't there, I was asleep in my bed. <laughs> what did you think? Um, you know what? For me, it was. Um, 
part. I, you know what I was thinking to myself? For people who this is their first year, what an incredible first year they're having. The man pre-burns, you know. And um, then we've got the crazy dust storms. But, but you know what I thought? What bothered me most about that whole thing happening was the guy. I, you know, you get the whole anarchist wanting to do something radical. But the fact that people's lives could have been put in danger yeah. bothered me more than anything else. I mean, it just really did. It was like, it, okay, make your statement. Do whatever. There's a lot of ways to do that. But don't risk people's lives in the process. And, it, you know, I mean, I know they, they build, of course, they, they take pride in building a very safe structure for all of us to utilize. But, you know, you've got someone like that who is, I mean, that's totally unpredictable. And for him to, to not think about the safety of others when he went up to do that is yeah. just unacceptable to me, really really isn't. Well, all I can say is it's our, our, tenth, no, our tenth time on the playa, but our eleventh burn. Hey, now. <laughs> oh, you can count. Good. Come with me. <laughs> I'm all tried out. <laughs> I'm so tried out. You have been listening to Burncast, a podcast spreading the flames about the art, culture, and community of Burning Man. For more information, visit burncast.tv. To contact us, please call 775-363-5861 or send us an email at burncast at gmail.com. Music in today's show is by DJ Diva Danielle. A very special thanks to Lecter of NoSpectators.com for hosting these podcasts.